0: Good evening. And as always, I want to just say thank you for uh, watching tonight. I pray that you have been able to enjoy the day uh, and the sunshine and just uh, uh, were able to be successful at work or at home or whatever God had you doing today. Uh, As always, I just want to take a moment and thank you for taking time out of your evening or or your day uh, to watch this devotion, uh, to listen to it, uh, etc. Tonight I want to talk to you about two miracles together uh, because they're in the same chapter, but also they show how much different... A miracle can work for the good or for someone's destruction. You see, when we think about God, there are so many things to really sit down and think about. Think about that God is love. He loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, right? To come to the world, to die on the cross for us so that we could be forgiven. But on the same side of that, God is also holy and perfect. And so if someone refuses that gift, the Bible says if they die, they will spend eternity away from him in a place called hell. The Bible says that God loves us, but yet he corrects those that he loves. And the power of God in the Bible uh, is an amazing thing because it can part the waters as we've seen, or the waters can come back together, like in the story of Moses and the destruction of the Egyptians. The Bible can call down fire to destroy the enemies of God, or it can be the fire that leads the children of Israel in the wilderness. You see, the Bible is full of People embracing God, experiencing God's power, experiencing God's blessings, and those who reject him and face his judgment. And I know none of us like to think about the judgment of God. We don't like to think about our loved ones facing the judgment of God. We, we don't like to think that God judges us today still and others, but he does. And there are two miracles I want to talk to you about in Elisha's beginning of his ministry. One is one of great blessing for a whole village of people, a whole town experiencing the life-changing power of God. But in the very same chapter, a group of people experiencing the power of God in his judgment toward them. And so I'm just gonna read through this tonight and let God speak for himself. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, Please notice the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord sees, but the water is bad, and the ground barren. And he said, Bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him, and then he went to the source of the water, and cast in the salt there, and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed the water from it, From be no more death or barrenness. So the water remains healed to this day according to the word of Elijah, which was spoken. You see, these people wanted the powers of God. They wanted the man of God to make a difference in their life. And because of that, God answered and God responded and God healed their water source. This would have changed everything for this town. They would have been able to have better animals. They would have had healthier people. They would have been able to plant better crops. And so it forever changed their life for the better because they asked for and accepted the power of God in their village. But the second part of this is when he was leaving the village. Then he went up from there to Bethel. And as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said, Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the youths. So he went from there to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria Now, these were not children, little children, but these would have been probably uh, infidels. They would have been young men, probably in their late teens, early 20s. And you said, whoa, 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 whoa. These are men that are in the rebellious stage of life. They're at an age where people wander. But I want you to see here tonight that it doesn't matter your age. There is never a season of your life when God says, well, I know you're in your late teens. It's a season of rebellion. It's a season of running from God. No. The actions of our life can have terrible consequences, whether we are young or old. You see, baldness, according to my Bible's commentary, said it was referred to as a disgrace. It was not him being bald necessarily, or maybe he was. But these youth were sarcastically taunting and insulting the Lord's prophet by telling him to disappear, to do what Elijah did. And I want you to hear this tonight because I think we've lost this in our worship. We've lost this in our society that God will not be mocked. I'm going to say this tonight and it probably won't be very popular, but I'm just, you know, I do this for free. So the United States Senate is getting ready uh, in the next week to month to pass a Marriage Equality Act. And that act will repeal the Defense of Marriage Act and it will repeal the ability of a state to say we will not recognize same-sex marriage. Republicans are beginning to get on board. I saw Mr. Tillis of North Carolina, Mrs. Collins of, of, uh, I can't think of what state she's from, Maine, I believe, Roy Blunt from uh, Missouri, uh, Senator Johnson from um, Wisconsin, Senator Portman from Ohio, uh, begin to get on this idea. But I want you to see tonight that God will not be mocked. You see, the White House might think they can mock God. The Congress might think they can mock God. Believers, we might think we can mock God or his message or his messenger, but God will not be mocked. You see, tonight I want you to see this, that the joy of the power of God can bring life, can restore that poison water. But friends, on this very same thing, God's power will be used to correct. It sometimes will be used to destroy. And so tonight, whether you are where you should be with the Lord or whether you're struggling with what the Lord has for you, tonight, choose life. Choose that the power of God is going to be in your life an area where you submit to God and trust what he can do. You say, well, Jake, it seems like the enemy's winning. It seems like people mock God all the time. Like even in church, I see it quite often. Mock the things of God, the teachings of God. You say, why is that? That's because God is merciful. and God is long-suffering. And even though God might give people second chances, third chances, fourth chances, eventually God will say enough is enough. That's why I love how the Bible ends. The Bible ends with a wonderful invitation. A wonderful invitation. In verse 17 of Revelations 22, it says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirst come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. You see, God is saying, I've got unlimited grace, unlimited mercy, unlimited restoring power, but you've got to accept it. Tonight, you have to accept it in your life, whether it's repenting of your sins, trusting Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, whether it's tonight you saying, I don't want the things of God, I'm not going to listen to the things of God, I'm not going to worry about the things of God, friends, you have put yourself on the other side of the coin. But tonight, choose life. Let God restore what's become bitter in your heart, in your life. Let God give life to that barren desert because he can and he will. As always, God bless you, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.